The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus came from Galilee to John on the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me? And Jesus said to him in reply, Allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened for him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And a voice from the heavens saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. In the Second World War, on the Burma Road, a detail of prisoners was working. And a shovel came up missing. The Japanese commander told them that unless the shovel were returned, in ten minutes, ten men would be shot. It wasn't returned after three. The commander repeated his warning. One man stepped forward and was clubbed to death. When they returned, they found all the shovels. He had taken upon himself the punishment that the others would have received. Sometimes in life you see that, but rarely. We all know of St. Maximilian Kolbe, of course. An heroic example to give his life for a man who had a wife and family. As I said, they're rare. Someone will take upon themselves the punishment another would have received even if the person was innocent. In today's gospel, we have the baptism of our Lord. Our Lord comes from Galilee to the Jordan. And John the Baptist rightly tries to prevent him from doing so. Why is he being baptized? There's no need of it. He can't repent of sin. He has no sin actual or original, thanks to the Immaculate Conception and the Virgin Birth. And he comes, and John tries to stop him. I need to be baptized by you. He's right. And yet, you are coming to me. Our Lord's answer is rather ambiguous. He says, allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. He's come for a different reason. Um, 
When you and I were baptized, as we know, that emptiness we call original sin. Remember, original sin isn't a thing. We can say we washed away original sin. It's a good expression. But original sin is an emptiness, something we don't have rather than something we do, as all sin is, really. When we were baptized, that emptiness we call original sin was filled up with what we call sanctifying grace, with the life of God. We all know that. The Trinity came to dwell in us. We became a new creation. I always say that at baptism. We became capable of God, capable of holiness, capable of heaven, which we could not have done otherwise on our own. But imagine, the life of God came to dwell in us. It was the beginning for us. Our Lord comes for a very different reason. There is no emptiness in him. And he comes then to take upon himself all human sin. We go into the waters to be washed. He goes into the water to take upon himself all human filth from the beginning of time to the end. And so his private life comes to an end. His public life now begins. He publicly takes upon himself the mission he had had from all eternity, the reason for his coming. This is a public statement. What is it? The poem, when Jesus came to be baptized, he left the private years behind, the years of happiness and peace to take the sins of all mankind. And so he did. He takes them on himself, and he's taking them now publicly to the end which means the cross. This is the first public vision of the cross. Our Lord takes our sins there to defeat them, to conquer them, to conquer the powers of evil. He takes them and then wins the victory. At this moment, though, the Father confirms his mission, the reason for his coming. He came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open for him, He saw the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, descending like a dove and coming upon him. The ancients believed the dove had no gall, no gallbladder. It was uh, without gall. And so it became a symbol of peace. Coming upon him, and a voice from the heavens saying, This is my beloved Son. The Father declares him to be the Son, publicly, with whom I am well pleased. Our Lord has done what he was supposed to do, and he begins now that journey that will bring us to redemption. We then have to accept this and embrace it. In other words, since our Lord has taken upon himself all human sin from the beginning to the end of time, he has taken it to the cross to defeat it and to win the victory for us. We then must enter into that victory. Sin is the only thing that keeps us from doing that. Sin really is a retreat into defeat. We want to go back to the defeat that the devil had won instead of entering into the victory that our Lord has won for us by his suffering and death. We are then meant to move forward with him. I've said this many times. The victory has been won. The newest hasn't gotten out, and we tend to want to go back into what what was there before. Um, We don't often think of sin that way, I think, but but we should, that particular reality. Uh, Our Lord has done what we ourselves could not do. And... What's more to the point, whereas that man on the Burma Road in St. Maximilian Kolbe took upon the punishment of someone who was innocent, 
he takes on the punishment of someone who is guilty. You and me. But that victory remains with us, doesn't it? Naturally, of course, it always comes back to this. The victory that he won over sin, all of that, all of these mysteries come back to what we are doing here. To the to the, to the Eucharist, to the holy sacrifice of the Mass. It's here when we enter into that victory as we enter into it nowhere else. It's always with us as long as we're in the state of grace. We are part of that victory. Only mortal sin can drive it out. But here we come to enter into that mystery fully. And that victory comes to us and we then once again are strengthened to continue that journey. You know, we are called to be heroes. I don't think we often think of ourselves that way. Oh, perhaps in our daydream. We like to think of ourselves as being heroes. But we are called to be in a very everyday sort of way. And this is where it becomes possible. This is where we enter into that great mystery. And the Lord finally then um, calls us to an intimacy that makes that possible. I don't know whether, I suppose most of us still have a copy of our baptismal certificate somewhere. We ought to take it out and look at it. And recall the day upon which we were baptized. That's an important day, although most of us don't even remember what it was. But it's an important day uh, when we begin our journey to God. Uh, Our Lord begins his public life today, as I said. We began our journey at that moment. So we go on now to celebrate this great mystery of Christ's victory, the victory that we have seen over and over again and been part of over and over again. And this time, though, we are going to be more aware of the power of that victory in us, leading us to share in it and to be victorious along with it. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the baptism of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. The Church throughout the world, her members will always respond to the baptismal promises made for them, becoming ever more perfectly united to the Lord in his victory. We pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, they may realize the victory of Jesus Christ, they may respond with repentance and conversion. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they are united to the Lord in his suffering. We pray to the Lord. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith and rejected grace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, A greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will respond to the grace of a vocation to renew the world through the bringing of Jesus' victory For greater reverence for the missionary nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the word made flesh, in the presence of the victory, they may then be visible signs of that mystery, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who die in the battlefield, especially our own military, for all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, that they may enter perfectly into that victory, 
the eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that our lives will be so transformed by the grace that we have received that the world will recognize the presence of Jesus Christ and the victory of the cross, we pray to the Lord. And now join our prayers to those of the Mother of God, the Mother of the Lord, as we sing.